Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to the kitchen table. We have been working our way through what it means to be a grace-filled warrior, and we're just taking a few weeks to kind of set a baseline or a foundation to how do we view our motherhood in light of what the gospel says about us. We are rooting ourselves down in 2 Corinthians 2, verses 14 through 17, where God has told us that he promises to lead us in a triumphal procession in Christ Jesus and through us to spread the aroma of him everywhere. And that in him, we will speak in Christ. And we talked about that last week, that we are hope givers for our kids, that we are the ones who give them a vision for their future, not because we know what's going to happen, but because we know the one to follow and he will set their path straight. And so we give hope for them. When they're faced with their sin, we offer hope. We offer Jesus. When they are faced with confusion and not knowing what the next step is, we offer vision. We offer Jesus. It is a sacred role we play. It is not for the faint of heart, is it? But today we're going to talk about what does it mean to understand that you are on a battlefield. You don't get to get off of it at any point in time. And we're going to talk about that today. But you are on a battlefield and you are under attack, but you can be fierce. And then how are we fierce? So you're on a battlefield. You don't get to get off. You can be fierce. And then how, how do you, how do I know that? How does, how do I, can I just make that statement? So Several years ago, we used to live up in Tennessee, and every winter we would get a great snow. And when you are from Georgia, which is where we live now and where we are from, snow is amazing. (laughs) We don't get much snow where we live at all. And so snow is super exciting. And one of the first years we were living up there, we had a snowfall that was like the snow. It's just the snow of a Hallmark movie, although I think Hallmark movie snow is probably fake, but it was like thick pieces of snow and they were all like so packable. You could make amazing snowmen. There was so much of it. We had snow. We were clomping through snow. It was coming down so thick that you couldn't even see the end of like our property line in the back. And Troy was home. All the kids were home and we went outside and just started playing in this field of snow. It was so neat for us. And all you people up north are rolling your eyes. And and I know when we used to live in New York City, snow past that first few magical hours was not so magical and fun anymore. But um, for us, it, it was it was great. So I am out there and all eight of our kids are out there. But at the time, our youngest two were only maybe a walker like a one-year-old and uh, just turned three-year-old. 
And I just remember walking out there and the one-year-old was fine because he was on my hip and, and, and he was just having a great time and thought it was great. My three-year-old was pretty certain she didn't like it. She wasn't sure. And so I was kind of dragging her out there like, this is fun. You're going to love it. And I was just getting her acclimated and getting it where she thought it was fun and not scary because the snow was just so thick. She almost couldn't see people ahead of her. And then all of a sudden, one of the Kimsey kids picked up a bunch of snow, clumped it up into a ball. And what are you going to do? You're going to throw a snowball. I kind of wish they had chosen not to, but mom is a great target for a snowball. And so almost immediately, once that first snowball went flying through the air, then quickly I found myself a target But I was holding a one-year-old and I was holding hands with a three-year-old who wasn't sure. And so very quickly, instead of me retaliating, I didn't have any hands for that. And so I had to turn and kind of cover the two little ones that I had and wait for the assault to stop. And the whole while I'm like, do not attack us. We do not like it over here. And then once the attack on us stopped and when they realized that mom was actually getting upset about this, um... Then I was able to spend some time with my with little Caroline and teach her how to make a ball and then encourage her, go over there and hit your big brother on the leg. And of course, nobody's going to mind that she attacked him with a ball. And so just convincing her, you can do this. You can be a part of this. And it became fun then, right? Okay, that's a great funny story, but I want us to pull some truths out of that for what we're going to talk about today about being on a battlefield. So you and I are on a battlefield. That is not in question. So if you have not understood that about your motherhood, that there is a spiritual part in the journey that you walk just as a woman, just as a person scripturally, then we need to talk about that really quickly. So really quickly, either everybody in the entire universe is on the battlefield. You're either dead, so you're dead on the battlefield because you're not, you don't know Jesus, or you do know Jesus and you're alive in Christ. If you are alive in Christ, then very clearly throughout scripture, it talks about the fact that you have an enemy who is gunning for you. He is out to get you. He prowls, he's cunning, he will assault you with weaponry and with power and stuff that you cannot on your own fight back against, but you have been given power from on high. And in Ephesians 6, we have this very famous, very, every, you know, it is the foundation of the concept of spiritual battle, and it is the passage that talks about putting on the full armor of God. And he talks, Paul talks about it at the very beginning. He says, finally, after he's talked all, all of Ephesians long about what does it mean to be saved? What is it? What does that mean? The position that changed that has happened. And then how do we walk as a believer? How do we walk as a child of light? What do we do differently? What do we take on and take off? And all those pictures that he gives us about walking. And then he says, finally. So now that I've rooted you in the gospel, now that I've told you all these things, finally, Let's talk about the battle. And he says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Then he talks about what is this battle that we're on. 
And then he goes down a couple verses down. He says in verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So for you and for me, we need to understand that we are on a battlefield and we've been instructed because of who we are, because the gospel has radically changed us, made us alive in Christ. Then we are aware of the battle that's raging. We are under attack from an enemy that is fierce, but we have the victory and what Paul says in verse 10, he says, you get to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So those are two different concepts. The first one, and I'm a little bit of a word nerd, so sometimes I'll geek out a little bit. And here's one of those moments. So to be strong in the Lord is an internal filling with his power. And in the strength of his might is the concept of understanding the power of God that is always with you, which is different. So you have the strength that God has is pouring into you as a mama. And then God accompanies you for always in these battles that we face. Then Paul says, put on the whole armor. And that is an ongoing wor- verb, put on there. It means it's, it's talking about your new self, who you are, your identity. Keep putting it on, put it on, put it on. God is saying, I am putting this on you every day. Daily you are renewed in who you are. And then down in um, verse 13, he says, take up, which is more of a choice verb. And it means today, take it up, pick up what you need to carry which is this whole armor. And we take it up, Paul says, so that we can withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand firm. And so, again, we're on a battlefield and we have an enemy. And on some days, we are fiercely in the battle against him. His lies are raging. He is coming after our kids. We are watching... um, just confusion or discouragement or sin root down in our hearts or, you know, seeing it and even displayed in our kids' hearts. There is a battle raging or, and so we need to withstand. But then the other one is, and then having done everything to stand firm signifies, and you're also ready for the next battle. So there are seasons where we aren't, necessarily fierce in a battle it's almost you know we get seasons where it's really really hard and then there's days or months where it's like oh everybody's it's good we're in a good space here and those are great respite times aren't they but we have an enemy who is wanting to discourage and defeat us to destroy the concept that we are the ones who give hope to our kid and vision to our kids. See, if he can take us out of the equation, if he can remove us and either make us feel like we're inadequate or that we can't do it or we don't have the answers and therefore we should just stop, if he can remove us or so discourage us, then he knows he can begin to win in that moment, right? So for you and for me, we are perpetually going in, coming out, or just right inside of a battle. And our armor, our understanding of what was given to us, what is available to us as believers, 
Understanding our armor is the only way we can fight. So the more you and I begin to walk in the gospel, the more ready we become for the battle, the more equipped we are to see a sore, uh, like a flaming arrow, I think is what it talks about in Ephesians 6, flying at us. We're able to see it faster. The more we understand God's righteousness and therefore the righteousness given to us, the more our emotions are guarded from the wicked ragings that say you are worthless and you have no value. The more we know and read and spend time in the truth, the easier it becomes to recognize it against the lies in this culture and the lies of this world and to prefer the truth. Because, you know, the reality is, I mean, I know there's lots of spaces where I have been convicted because I find out I didn't even know that that wasn't true. And I actually, you know, for a while there even prefer the untruth, like I prefer the wrong until the conviction and understanding the word begins to clean my heart more and more. And then the more my feet are rooted and your feet are rooted in the gospel where we're standing in the bedrock of our identity being in Jesus Christ, the more, the less that anything that might oppose his gospel can knock us over and knock us back on our tail or knock us down to our knees. See, the more our shield of faith is raised, protecting us, the stronger my muscles become in holding up faith in all circumstances, then the more I am able to stand and to protect against the arrows, the flaming arrows that will come against me. And then the helmet of salvation. You know, the helmet of salvation we talk about, but, you know, the enemy is going to assault you and me with condemning thoughts with wicked thoughts, with evil thoughts, hatred, lies, discouragement, despair. Um, And the more their ability to pierce through to our minds, those thoughts is lessened the more we understand all that was granted to us with salvation. And then we have our one offensive weapon, which is the sword of the spirit, the word of God, right? We battle with the word of God. It is the source of truth. So when we speak the word of God, whether in prayer or over our children's lives in blessing, over our own lives, when we stand in the truth of what God says, there is great power there. But for you and for me, because we need to understand that we are on the battlefield and we have an enemy and we are under attack. And when we understand the armor, then we can be fierce. So the last part is then, well, how are we fierce? And I think the first thing we have to do is we have to take an honest assessment of ourselves, and we have to say, well, where am I? Did I even know I was on a battlefield? Like, did I know? I mean, like, cause I know that for me, for many years, I thought, well, just when things were bad, that's when it, it was a battle. But the rest of the time when it was fine, when things were going fine, it was, you know, smooth sailing and beginning to understand there's not a moment in my life that the enemy isn't gunning for me in some way. And that beginning or gunning for one of my kids. And so beginning to pray in light of that and beginning to assess, well, where am I? Am I standing strong and firm in the gospel, alert, looking ready or am I kind of lackadaisical and I'm just kind of sitting back and I'm 
you know, not really desperate for Jesus. And then there are other seasons in my life where, if I'm honest, I'm like down on my knees. I am knocked back on my tailbone. I mean, I am being absolutely pummeled. Just like I was in that snowball game. Just from all sides. It's not just one lie. It's not even two. There's a broken washing machine and then the dishwasher goes on the fritz. And then my kids are hurt and there's friction in my marriage. And all I can hear are the discouraging thoughts of the enemy. And it is a bad day. And I'm on my butt on the battlefield. And sometimes my shield falls on one side of me and I can't see my sword because of the haze of all the stuff coming at me to even pick it up and grab it. And then honestly, and this is not from condemnation. There are some of you who are laying in the fetal position. You are so discouraged and you are so done, utterly convinced that you are the worst for your kids utterly convinced you can't do anything right and you are alive in Christ and defeated in the moment of the battlefield and God wants you to know today that you can stand back up in fact he invites you to take his hand and let him help you get back up let him help you gather up your armor Put it all back on. Begin to put yourself back in the word in ways that you never thought possible. And let his word wash over you and give you the power you need and the vision you need to stand on the battlefield. Because as a mom, not only are we on a battlefield, which is what we just talked about, but we have this sacred responsibility of little people, right? And so I want you to follow me for just a few minutes more as I introduce an analogy to you of how we parent our children as warriors on the battlefield. When our children are young and they are beginning to understand who Jesus is, our responsibility and and the way we talk about Jesus is see, I'm holding my sword and I'm holding my shield of faith and I am, I have got my helmet on and my breastplate of righteousness and my, I have the belt of truth and my feet have the special shoes of gospel on them. And it is interesting to my little children. See, they see the patterns of my life and it is interesting to them. And so we talk about them. We talk about who God is and what does his Bible say and how can we use that in just the days of our lives and and what does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to have our emotions guarded by righteousness? What does it mean to cling to truth? And we talk about these things with our kids and we make it exciting and interesting because it they want to know what is on us and what we hold. And then they come to know him as their savior, right? And they're alive and they are immediately clothed in the armor. And yet what I absolutely hold when I'm looking at this long-term vision parenting my children is what place in this warrior growth are they? 
And so I have these little ones and they are, I am just introducing them to the sword. I am just showing it because swords are, they're weighty and they're sharp and they're heavy and they're hard until our muscles are strong enough to carry them well, right? And then we have to get coordinated enough with that sword because we have a shield in the other hand. And so this is a, this is a pattern of growing with our children where the reality of our days with our kids when they are young is they stand and it is your shield of faith and my shield of faith that protect our children from the assault of the enemy. It is not their own shield of faith. But the truth is we have an enemy who is gunning for our kids from the very early, early ages. Like I can tell you that when my children were two and three and four, they were already hearing the lies of the enemy, that they were no good, not as good as comparison was cropping up. And we don't spend time using that verbiage, but it doesn't matter because there is a powerful enemy. And if he can convince your kid that they're no good, they're unworthy and they're valueless, that is his ultimate goal. And he comes at our kids extremely young. And it is your shield of faith that stops his fiery arrows. And those children stand behind your shield. They stand behind you in the battle. And it is your sword and it is your shield. And it's our armor. So it is my helmet of salvation that is speaking words of life over my kids. And it is my breastplate of righteousness that is sharing what righteousness is to my child. And when they are saved, even when they are saved for a period of time, it is still mine that is doing the powerful work. They are learning and they are growing. But I am the warrior that stands and they stand behind me. And then as they get older in those preteen and those adolescent years, the way I think about my kids is they are moving from behind me on the battlefield to beside me where very quickly, if I need to, I can shelter both of us with my shield. If there is a really wicked arrow that wants to embed in the heart of one of my kids, I can protect them if their faith cannot yet. And I will speak those words and I will begin to work in that area of their life, whether it is identity, worth, um, believing. You know, we speak those words of life as hope givers and as vision casters. It is our sacred job. And so for you and for me, that this becomes a place on the battlefield that we can really invest in our kids, this is a discipleship in a way that maybe you and you can see, maybe you've never thought about it this way, because ultimately my goal, and in those late teen years, I am now letting my warrior child step away from me a little bit on the battlefield, and I'm encouraging them, and I'm locking shields with them, and we are standing together in times, but I know that they are doing their own battles. And so I am talking to them again about, well, what's wise? How do we do that? What does the word say? What of your sword is sharp enough to combat that? And encouraging them on their own battlefield. Because one day they will stand somewhere else fully. And that's what we're all going for, right? We're all looking to create in our children The fact that they can see themselves as a warrior, fully equipped, full of God's power, fully righteous, 
standing on a battlefield with Jesus. And so that's what I see when I am walking with my kids every day is that is the mindset I'm thinking. First of all, Bethany, where am I on the battlefield today? Because if my brain isn't engaged fully and I don't understand where where I am, I cannot be at all helpful to my little one, whether they are standing next to me, standing 10 feet away from me, as some of mine are, or standing behind me huddled up. And if I'm on my knees, that's not a great position to fight from, right? The snowball fight didn't go well when I was huddled over the one and the three-year-old and we couldn't get anything done because my hands were totally, you know, wrapped up with them. And so we need to understand where we are. And then we need to move forward in the truth of what God has given us, the way he says you get to stand. So today, you're a warrior. If you don't know where you are on the battlefield, I want to invite you to take a few minutes with Jesus and just ask him to give you a good visual picture. He will never speak from condemnation. But in his beautiful, loving way, he may say, you're on your knees, my daughter, and let's stand up. Next week, we're going to talk about the fact that we don't stand on the battlefield by ourselves. What does it mean to be in community on the battlefield? But for today, spend some time with him. Ask him where you are. If you've never thought about where your kids are on the battlefield, Are they still very, very young in their faith? Whether they are young physically or just young in their faith, understand that even if they're young in their faith and old physically, they still, you may never have encouraged them to get out beside you, right? You may have always given, if your faith is still the only thing covering them, then maybe it's time to start having conversations that encourage them to dive into what does it mean to be a warrior for themselves. But do not let the enemy's lies of condemnation change this moment. Because God wants you to be fierce, my friend, on the battlefield. There is a war at hand. And you and I, fully equipped by all that God has given us in Christ Jesus, are triumphant. Because we follow the one who is victorious. And he helps us in every moment, in every way. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.